Hey there, true listeners. This is Kyle from the Longbox Cast, and you're listening to another great Four Ride Radio podcast. For more great shows, check out fourrideradio.com. And while you're at it, check out our Facebook page at facebook.com slash longboxcast. Today on Ranger Command Power Hour. How do you say it? Q-Ranger? Q-Ranger. Cool. Yeah, Q. Q. Q-Ranger. So are we going to get, like, John DeLancey involved, or... <laughs> <laughs> Star Trek joke! Yeah! Everyone's looking forward to Ninja Steel because they're fed up with Dino Charge. Oh, yeah, it's it's about to get wild. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and now, on Ranger Command Power Hour. Hey, 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 it's the Ranger Command Power Hour. Tis morphic time! Today on the Power Hour, episode 82, Rangers Reactions and Review, Q-Ranger, and Power Rangers Dino Supercharge, episodes 14 through 16. Record on December 5th, 2016. Welcome to the Ranger Command Power Hour on the Four-Eyed Radio Network. It's time to Ranger up with your hosts. I'm Eric, also known as b 47 I'm Zach, also known as Hollywood. Today's podcast is brought to you by Gamefly.com. Sign up for a premium free 30-day one-game-out trial specifically for our listeners at GameflyOffer.com slash RangerCommandPH. And we have a special guest co-host today. We've got Matt Hunt. You might know him on RangerBoard as DukeMon22. He has provided various Sentai rumors over the years. And we're glad to have him on the show. Hey, Matt. Hey, everybody. Good to be here. Thank you, thank you. So we actually met in person, really, at this past Power Morphicon. Yeah. (laughs) On on the best line ever. (laughs) (laughs) It was the best line, the longest line. The longest line. (laughs) But I was like, oh, yeah, okay, yeah, it's Matt. And then he's like, yeah, DukeMon22. And I'm like, oh, (laughs) (laughs) you're that man (laughs) and i've been listening to this podcast for a while now so it was a mutual sort of hey i know you but i don't know your face (laughs) (laughs) same when eric was like oh yeah i'm gonna get matt on the show as a guest co-host you you probably know him as dukeman i was like oh my god i've been reading his posts on sentai leaks for like the past 10 years of my life only Well, yeah, it's only appropriate to have you on right now. Q-Ranger just was formally announced with pictures and scans and all that stuff. Ranger Uh, fan Christmas. Exactly. Every December, like clockwork. (laughs) So for those listeners that might not know who you are, why don't you talk a little bit about what you do in the fandom? Sure. Uh, So ever since I was the ripe age of 10 years old, that's back a ways now, 18 years ago, I have been on the Japanese boards kind of pilfering information from them, sometimes to my own chagrin. (laughs) Uh, when things don't work out exactly. But uh, pretty much what I do is I go on those boards, report on the news that they have there, and I try my best to make it very, very clear that these are rumors that I post. I usually only post rumors, yeah, and that's sort of what I do. At times, I'll post... When information is confirmed, I'll come out and say it's confirmed, but I'm usually on the rumor side of things. It's fueled fan speculation for many years now. Mm -hmm. We're just going to go right into the news, and I think the biggest news right now is Uchu Sentai Q-Ranger? Is that how you say it? I'm yep. terrible yep. at pronouncing Absolutely correct. Absolutely correct. Uh, all right. But holy crap, I think this is the first time where the rumors have actually followed all the way through I to mean, 
mean, Sentai. Having done this for a long time now, there is always a nugget of what we actually get mm-hmm. down mm-hmm. the line. Like, you know, there'll be Shinkenger is a good example. Shinkenger started out as a planetary rumor, kind of like what this almost is or almost could have been. Yeah. And then it just turned out that the symbols for the planets were being used to talk about what actually the suits happen to be. Right, right. So, the, you know, the elements in Japan also reference the inner and outer planets. Oh, um, I see. You always have that one little thing. Gokaiger, we knew that it was going to be pirates from mm-hmm. the get-go, but we didn't know what it was going to turn into. I just feel like we've been hearing about this planetary space-type Sentai. I feel like that rumor's been around for years. And now it's, Very fi- now it's finally true. And the fan reaction is just overwhelmingly positive which is great crazy i mean usually you have what i call the sentai cycle of acceptance uh which is you know december the designs come out everybody's kind of like downtrodden that they have to give up the show they're currently watching yeah and then it takes them almost till september of the following year to fall in love with the new show uh this has not been that this has been space we want it now yeah and i'm not trying to take away from zooger because i know when that show first the designs were first released people were like oh they're too simple and what's with the thing and the stuff and then it grows on people because they're watching it they fall in love with the characters Um, exactly but i'm just amazed at how fast everyone's like yep i'm on board the space train let's go do it now i'm i mean (laughs) it's it it looks like a beautiful show We know nothing about it, and I want to stress that to everybody. Mm -hmm. We know absolutely nothing about it except what's on the surface, except what Bandai and Toei have decided that they wanted to reveal to marketers. But the actual workings of the show, I only have a few bits of rumored information that I need to follow up on before uh, I throw it out to the cosmos. (laughs) (laughs) So let's talk about what we do know. Uh, This is Uchu Sentai Q-Ranger. Made the joke to Zach before we got on on board. Is John Delancey going to appear? He played (laughs) Q in Star Trek, but no. Um, But this Sentai will consist of nine members. It seems like from the very beginning, because they've released all their images already so the way that these catalogs work because all this information comes from the catalogs from bandai Mm -hmm. they break their year into quarters like any company that sells any um so if the characters appear in the first catalog that means that they are in the first quarter which ends march april for them so all of these characters have to show up by that point which is really only episode four or five that's crazy yeah, that's insanely awesome. <laughs> yeah, it's it's not it's definitely different. It's different than we've than anything we've had prior for sure. We've had nine, ten rangers before, you know, most notably Dino Charge or Teruger. But Matt, I'm sure you're pretty good at Japanese pronunciation, so I'll let you uh, run through seems- the team. <laughs> sure. Okay. So and I'll and I'll translate for those of us who don't speak the moon speak. Sure. Um <laughs> so leading the team we have Shishi Red, Lion Red, and I, I should note before we continue that all of their names are not necessarily based on the animals or totems they represent. They're based on the constellation they represent. So in, in Japanese it would be I'm probably gonna get this wrong off the top of my head, but Shishizawa, I think, is the the constellation of the lion Leo. So that's where the names come from, not just the animals. So Shishi Red, Lion Red. Okami Blue, Wolf Blue, Oshi Black, Bull Black, Chameleon Green, that one's simple, Kajiki Yellow, which is Swordfish, or Marlin sometimes, and then you have Sasori Orange, which is Scorpion Orange, 
Washi pink, which is eagle pink, tenbeen gold, which is Libra gold, and hebitsukai silver, which is ophiacus or the snake charmer, snake user in Japanese. They like to be literal. Oh my god, all of these suits are freaking amazing. <laughs> They're amazing! <laughs> I have such a need for bull black in, yes. in my life. Like, oh. As a bigger man, hey, seeing the, him hey, big, the first as, ranger I could actually play as an actor, I don't as, know, right? As all three of us bigger guys, <laughs> <laughs> I think Oshi Black is like we're like all right. Ha, ha, ha. Finally, Sentai has a bigger dude ranger again. Yeah, yeah. And you, know, you know what? Like you said, it, it is again. We've had them before. Usually, they are the butt of the joke. Yeah, right. Like, like back in Go Ranger, Key Ranger, literally, he was stereotypical fat guy. Mm-hmm. He was always eating. And then even recently in Kyoryuger with Kyoryu Sien, even though he was a little bit stronger, he was still goofy. And then they actually shrunk him down to normal size when he morphed. Yeah, he, so, yeah. he looks big, but he also looks like he's going to kick your ass. Yeah, he looks really bulky in the best way. There's a terminology for it. I think bara is the terminology for it, where you have these big, muscular, but still kind of heavy-set guys. And that's definitely, I think, what they went for with Ushi Black. He's definitely a cool design. What I like most about the design, and it kind of caught my eye the first time I saw the image, their suits look like the Decoranger civilian uniforms. Oh, yeah, that's right, with the big star. The star, and the, yeah. yeah. The Space Squad movie is coming out next year, or two movies are coming out next year. That's right. Um, and these, they're in, they're in the movie. Obviously, they're in the movie. They have to be. They're Space Sentai, Space Squad, them, Decoranger, and Gavon together sells tickets. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah, it's all coming together. Sign me up. Oh my god! Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I was blown away that we got Decoranger ten years after, and when I found out about the crossover yeah. movie with Gavin, I was like, "Oh my god, we're getting even more Decoranger." Japan loves Decoranger. Decoranger is the only we're recent good? Sentai. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Decker Ranger is the only recent Sentai that Toei has seriously considered making a sequel series to, which they don't oh do anymore. God, just do but it. They, <laughs> after Decker Ranger, they were very, very close. They were closer yeah. than they probably ever will be again. But a space Sentai is a good place to bring them in because two of the characters, three of the characters, live on other planets. Wow. And, you know, Sentai used to be every series is its own blocked-off universe. Mm-hmm. Recent years, they've sort of been following the Power Ranger frame of reference a little bit more where you could bring in old characters for an episode or a special and then sort of forget about them again yeah. and everybody's okay with it. Yeah. So they did that with Zooger bringing back the Gokaijers and the Tokujers yeah. briefly. That's right. I'm all about crossovers. Space anything is awesome. These suits look freaking amazing. They're so just... polished. So polished. That's that's the word for these suits yeah. is they're polished. Yeah. They look very uniform. It's a corny way to think about it, but these look like a vehicle Voltron uniform mm. or something like, like it looks like they almost could be doing the Green Lantern core on Super Sentai. Oh, because that was part of the magic words. Yeah, because part of the rumor that came out prior to us knowing that these were real is that five of the Rangers are human or humanoid and four of them are not. It needs to be February already. It just needs <laughs> yeah. to be February. Just imagine, and I'm I'm skipping way ahead, but imagine if they adapt this for Power Rangers and they maybe bring back that SPD feel to it. Yeah. And, you know, that would be freaking amazing because then, then you could tie in the show. I know they'll never do this, but you could tie it back in. Rodowitz, we love you. 
<laughs> yes, bring back Greg Aronowitz, seriously. But there could be a lot of story potential if they adapted this for Power Rangers. Oh, yeah. You could visit the other planets again. From Power Rangers, yeah. Yeah, and you can maybe show the integration of aliens onto Earth or just have them be there. That way... The SPD comes true in 2025. Yeah, that kind of thing. Cool. There's a lot of story potential there, but I'm getting way too ahead of myself. But getting back to the suits and getting back to the polished look of it, I'm looking at these like vinyl figure previews, and yeah. you see the whole bodysuit. I love the silver rings on their arms and, and like their feet and thighs. It feels almost like a spacesuit in a way where, yeah. you, you know, the, they have the seals on, on the joints in real life spacesuits. It's this really cool stylistic approach that all ties together and it looks amazing. Yeah, I think the, and we'll, we'll get to it in a little bit, I guess, with the, the mech yeah. and everything. This, the show looks like an adventure show, like Bo Kenger was in a little bit, where you're, we might not be looking at a show with a lot of plot, because there's a lot of characters to go to. Yeah. But it might be a show where the characters are the focus, and they put a lot of thought into that, which would be nice, because Super Sentai doesn't always do that. <laughs> Starting out with a big team like this, it's going to take a while for everyone to really shine through and get their focus episodes. So I think having a good team interaction from the start is vital for the show. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, just stylistically, I love that it's more constellations and, and less Zodiac. I know there are people that are a little bit disappointed that it's not just like a Zodiac team, but... There are some constellations in the Zodiac that are part of this team. Right. So you're getting a little bit of mixed. But Best of the both worlds. Yeah. I like that it's a little bit astronomy, maybe a little bit astrology. It can go both ways. It's mixing it. And for people who uh, are fans of the Zodiac, myself included, I'm almost 95% positive that all the Zodiacs will get a, a nod in the show, um, but not all of them will be rangers. That we know for sure at this point. That would be really cool. Okay, that so would, yeah. all Q Rangers will hench in using the Seiza blaster, the device mounted on their arms. The Q Ranger powers are enhanced by orb like devices called Q Tamas, which will be sold in special sets. And that just reminds me of Ranger Keys. Yep. <laughs> yep. In one of these scans, you see the DX cockpit set 01. And it yep. comes with red, blue, black, green, and yellow. I, since the age of four, have been buying every Power Ranger Megazord, and then that rolled into every Sentai mm -hmm. robot that I could get my hands on. Whether or not I like the design, just because it comforted me on a, like, a nostalgic level. Yeah. And I love when you can play with the toys, like actually interact with little minifigures. It makes me very happy. Um, Zhuoger kind of disappointed me a little bit because we had minifigures, but they were very, they just stood there. And yeah. you can't really interact with the Zords at all. These are more like the minifigures that are coming out for the 2017 Power Rangers movie. Mm -hmm. With these cockpit orbs, you can swap out the Kutama and the robot set, and you can use them as cockpits. And that's so cool. It gives such a playability factor. And one of the things I loved when the original Thunder Zord came out back in the 90s, I loved that you could put the little Ranger minis inside the cockpit, the big green jewel. Um, Absolutely. It was a lot of fun. And I think this is going to be fun for kids. I love the design of the Voyagers that they've shown so far. I like that they're oh, called goodness. Voyagers. The Star Trek nerd in me is like, yay, space <laughs> and Voyager, and it's cool. Uh, and I should, I should point out that 
Anybody who ever thinks that Japan doesn't know American sci-fi, you're mistaken. Because mm-hmm. Doc in Gokaiger is a Doctor Who reference. Yeah, absolutely. I've talked to many yeah. people about it uh, here in Japan, and he is absolutely that. They love Star Wars over there for sure. And Star Trek, I'm pretty sure, has a, a cult following, if not a regular following there. So they, they know. I mean, Vo- this is not the first time that they've used Voyager. Right. <laughs> in a show mm-hmm. third i think actually but it's so cool moving on the q rangers have their signature sidearm called q the weapon which takes a unique configuration for each ranger i love this this is my Fantastic. favorite thing i love when they have that feature yeah. i love the magi wand for it because you yep. could turn it into any of the magi ranger weapons and i love it here too i'm definitely going to be picking up. i'm going whole hog with this series i've already I- decided uh, me too. I should yeah. I should also note for people, this is the first time in recent memory that the female rangers have not gotten screwed during one of these toys. Yeah. Because if you remember with the Magi wand, with the Magi stick, the girls just got the Magi stick. Yeah, they just used right. the wand. <laughs> I think in Ranger they had a similar thing where green and blue had a bigger gun and then the girls kind of just got the same gun. Mm-hmm. This is actually every ranger has a different weapon, completely different weapon, with hopefully a completely different fighting style, because that's yeah. something I like to see on screen. And it's pretty innovative, because from what I see in, in the toy, it looks like you get all nine modes doing different transformations of this weapon, which is mm-hmm. pretty d- cool. Yeah, it looks like you have three pieces. I think I read the Gachapon set, so the smaller, less expensive set, Mm -hmm. does the same thing, but you only get two pieces, so it's probably less intricate. But this is, yeah, you have three pieces. Three times three is nine, because Bandai likes to be smart like that. (laughs) Um, And, yeah, it looks like each one has a a slightly different fighting style. Yeah, I just love the whole aesthetic of it, too. Bull has the huge axe, and there's a rapier for the chameleon, and... A bunch of really cool weapon combinations that you can make out of this thing. So yeah, I definitely want to be picking up one of those. Finally, we get to uh, the Q-Rangers personal mecha. Again, they're called Voyagers. This scan shows the first five DX Voyager toys. Shishi Voyager, Okami Voyager, Oshi Voyager, Chameleon Voyager, Kajiki Voyager, all five combined to form the mighty Q-Ren-O. This mecha combo will have multiple configurations depending on which Voyagers are used by the team. And just looking at some of these scans, it looks like there's also a light-up feature featuring their animal or constellation. It all plugs into the Zords. The Zord looks pretty sweet in my opinion. Beautiful. So from what I can read on the scans, because they are very hard to read because they are leaked, so they're not supposed to be out, (laughs) but they get out anyway. And Bandai knows that they sort of plan their marketing around the fact that they do eventually leak. Um, And actually, I think today is the the street date for them anyway. So that's all fine. The Qtama, which are the orbs that are going to be the collectible that we're all going to waste our money on. Uh, this year i don't think that the tamas themselves are electronic which the scans sort of trick you into thinking that yeah um because they have to make them appealing the tamas themselves have a i think it's mawa slide is what it's spread as so mawaru is to turn a globe to spin um okay so when you spin the each orb it goes from i think a full body shot of the animal to an up close face of the animal or other totem that's the gimmick there but if you plug them into either one of the Arsenal or into Qreno, it lights up with that face, which is cool. It's really cool. <laughs> I was looking at some of the Q-Tama sets, and it looks like Q-Tama 1 has cancer. I'm like, woo! 
because that's yeah. my sign. <laughs> well, I, I mean, they made my I'm, I'm a Scorpio. So oh, they made nice. my day with probably my favorite. I mean, Bo Black is an awesome Ranger design because I could possibly play him in two years. But Sussery Orange, mm-hmm. Scorpion Orange, is maybe one of my favorite Ranger designs of all time. It's super cool. I just, he, he just looks like he will destroy you. <laughs> yeah, he's crazy looking. I know I was slightly disappointed that so far nothing on Capricorn yet. Uh, oh, it's actually, of. well, no Capricorn yet, but I would actually be happy about that. Because the less you see, the more chance it's going to be a Ranger or a Zord. Mm. Oh, fingers, fingers crossed for Q2. Fingers crossed <laughs> fingers for Q2. Crossed. So the Q sets right now that I can make out, and again, this is this could be wrong because I can't actually read them. This sure. is going off many sources. Would be Cancer and Shield. Scudum, I think is how you pronounce it. That set one. Set two looks like Pisces mm-hmm. and Aries. Oh, man. It's so, so that awesome. El- <laughs> it's awesome, but it, it eliminates three Zodiac from the Ranger set. Yeah, because if they were rangers, they wouldn't be releasing them as auxiliary sets. These are going to be used for more like power ups, uh, like the batteries in Kyoryuji. They're going to be attacks or other kind of spells that they can do. Yeah, using the blaster. I'm very excited for this series. I know we got a one scan, and when the show comes out, we might be disappointed in some of the actors yeah. or whatever. Yeah, but first glance, I'm like, okay. bring it on. I'll tell you what sold me on the designs at the end because we have we have the five main voyagers, yeah, and then we have the four extra ones for the rest of the team. The fact that we have animal mecha and person style mecha yep. in the same show, and granted, we haven't had a real. I mean, Shinobi Maru, I guess technically, but I feel like he shouldn't be counted. These seem like they are more adeptly designed to the task of selling toys. Shinobi Maru yeah. was a cool design, but that toy line kind of didn't utilize person-style yeah. mecha to I, the I best s- of their ability. I see what you're saying, because it looks like they have articulation in the arms and knees and yep. all that stuff. Yeah, And they can also swap, you know, the se- I don't know about the first set, but the second set of four can be arms or they can be legs. Which tells <laughs> me that the first set can probably do that too, but I don't see any pictures of that, so I'm not sure. If this is already starting out with a nine-person team, then... Where do they go from here? What's the limit? Now our typical quote unquote six ranger is out of the picture. Yep. So where do you go? Do they add three more and make it like an even twelve and then you kind of get the whole zodiac thing, maybe? It could I mean if you get if you look at shows like Gaim. Yeah. I mean it's it's never been done in Super Sentai, but the only thing is that in Super Sentai, especially now, you're probably not having any Rangers killed off from the core set. Um they've right. done it for extra Rangers in the past couple of years, kinda, but they don't ever since Abre Killer and the way he died and all the blood, they aren't allowed to really kill kill anybody unless they've done something very very wrong um so like <laughs> so like Jin and go busters and uh, spoiler alert i'll give you five seconds to turn this <laughs> off but it's an old show man at this point he sort of is the reason for everything that goes wrong in go busters so when he dies it's sort of a salvation kind of thing in a way yeah yeah for rio and melee and, and geki rangers so that that stuff is okay but having a, a ranger hero die nowadays is not something we're gonna see guy they do that here which is fine all i'm asking for is a good story and i hope that nine rangers isn't going to bog or lessen any characterization for certain characters since they're the same creator you know well originally the same creator uh this has to be some sort of reference to cyborg 009 because it has another movie coming out um it's been sort of like re resurfacing in popularity 
Mm-hmm. And the way that they do Cyborg 009 fights and stories is probably what, the way they want to approach this, uh, especially since all you need to make a robot is Red and another four people. If you have Red, and we know Red's going to be central because it's Super Sentai that, that we can't get away from. <laughs> if you have Red, you can kind of swap in any of the other four for, and they can kind of go off on their own mission and then the rest of the four can go do their own thing. Um, that's how I see it happening because otherwise you risk sort of over-cluttering every episode with right. all-line characters. Which is a cool way to do it. It opens up some story possibilities or maybe some mini-arcs throughout the series. I guess Red's mech is also their spaceship and or base? It is, yeah. I mean, I don't know. Uh, the word in Japanese was Kichi. Mm-hmm. So that doesn't tell us anything except that it's a, it's a secret base. But that doesn't tell us if it's flying or or where it's at. Like, uh, Gal Ranger had the Turtle Island. Yeah. But they weren't, in Gal Ranger, they weren't on the Turtle Island. On Wild Force, they were. But the secret base is sort of a, a, a thing that Sentai just needs as part of its story. I'm not sure from the description if it's going to be something that they're flying through space on or something that parks on Earth while they're going through the episode and then the fights happen in space, something like that. We we don't know. I really hope, and I know for any type of sci-fi, like heavy sci-fi space-based show, you gotta tick up the budget a little bit. Um, yeah. Because I really want for like a space-based series, and that's what kind of disappointed me on Ranger. Like they were space cops, but they were yeah. just always on Earth. Space <laughs> Earth cops. Exactly. That's sort of the problem with, and again, like, I say problem. It's yeah. sort of in the DNA of Super Sentai. Right. That Earth is the place that they defend. Yeah. So it would take a lot or it would take a really good pitch from somebody to displace them from that scenario. Um, We don't know who the writers are and we don't know who the producers are. If the producer and the writer are are two really famous people who haven't worked on Super Sentai before, then that could push Toei into doing something different. Same would happen with Gaim uh, and Gen. When he came on to write the show. Yeah. If you watch that show and you've watched Commodore before that show, two different things. So Yeah, Guy they need, was they, its own beast, for sure. Its own thing. So they need somebody probably like that if they're going to break the trend of Earth is where we sleep at night. <laughs> um, but I think from the toy catalog, just the toy catalog alone, this toy catalog, even just the catalog itself, looks completely different from every other catalog I've ever seen. It's all black. It's all spacey. Everything is sort of neat. There's not a lot of white. It's kind of a lot of black with white print on it. And that's very different. And then also there's a shot. There's not a real, really good shot because it's kind of blurry. But it's all five of the main mecha on an asteroid or on a planet in space. Uh. So I don't know. It could be just be them teasing because Mega Ranger did the same thing. Mega Ranger was well, in yeah. space show, but they had their all their mecha came from the moon it's something we have to wait and see i would love if this was a space opera sentai it would be super sentais in space for yeah. sure yeah and who knows if they skip juoger and go straight to q ranger for power rangers i wouldn't mind that at all <laughs> no 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 well i mean that's see power rangers is not afraid of doing that because we've done it before well yeah and, and so, now, now we have a history of doing it. It's not just a one-time yeah. So thing they anymore. they I mean this show and again I love Juoger mm-hmm. and I was a little bit hurt when we skipped Tokuger, mm-hmm. but I understood why we did because trains in America are terrible and they're nothing like the trains in Japan. So kids would not get it. They'd be like, "Why do we have to buy trains?" <laughs> I'm from New York. We don't like trains. Um, 
<laughs> That's true. But again, like, so it's all about, it has nothing yeah. to do with, this, with the story. It's Bandai has to make the decision based on what's going to sell better to the American audience. You give kids cubes or you give them cool space animal toys. Right, exactly. I, I think they might yeah. go with the space animal toy right, round. Right, <laughs> Because I didn't collect any of Juoger. It's just, it didn't interest me. Um, I did, but I have a problem as, as referenced before, so... <laughs> But these toys, I'm not waiting around. I'm going to be getting them, like, nope. boom, straight Pre- in. Pre-ordering once pre-order. it goes up. Yeah, exactly. Yep. There's, matter of fact, my friend Mary Jo told me about Toku Collectibles has pre-order for the, the changer already, $30. Oh, All right. News. So <laughs> I'm, I know what I'm buying with Christmas money. Merry Christmas, everybody. Yes. Yep. I'm very excited. We're all very excited. This is going to be cool. Oh, it's going to be a good one. I have a good feeling about it. I don't want my expectations to be so high that when it comes out, it's like, wah, wah. But <laughs> <laughs> I'm really hoping for a cool space opera Sentai because that would, would just be amazing. Fantastic. But this is one thing I've noticed about the seasons after an anniversary season. It seems like anytime there's an anniversary season, the next season they just go completely buck the trend from Sentai. And we haven't talked about it, but here for the first time, we have a green female ranger. I'm not counting Ninja because that was just a one-off thing. That was probably a test, actually. Yeah. So now they're trying new color combinations. Pink isn't part of the main team. It's an auxiliary ranger. So this was the same thing. Like, after Go Kyger, Go Busters was so different just visually and the suits and the way they filmed the mecha fights and the story it was a a fundamental shift and to me it seems like after an anniversary season they always change the format and just completely do something different which is which is great yeah so for the record i am not japanese but the way that the japanese mindset works is that they are perfectionists Mm -hmm. so you will see like super sentai has been going on since the 70s it has not really changed all that much as right. much as people think, like, some series are more dramatic and the others and all this, thematically and, like, on paper, it's pretty much the same show. Yeah. It's They're always working to make it better. Usually, af- I mean, it always happens that after an anniversary, which celebrates what came before, you kind of have to make the next one out of nowhere. So, Go Busters, uh, Geki Ranger, actually, the green ranger in this is probably a reference to Melee. Mm. Um, oh, yeah. Because they the are both chameleons. Uh, of course. Uh, but yeah, you, you always, so like this show is going to have stuff that we have never seen before. We may never see again. Like, I don't think Mm -hmm. as disappointing as it is, Go Busters did not elicit a good reaction from the Japanese fans for Toei for many reasons. I think it's one of my favorite shows, but that's sort of the difference between the cultures. But there were things in Go Busters that aren't Super Sentai. Mm Mm-hmm. And we'll never get again. Oh, like the, sure. the the pleather suits, I don't think, unless it's a, a special power-up or something like that, we're ever going to see again. So mm-hmm. I, I'm expecting a couple of really big surprises for this show. Oh, I hope so. I definitely hope so. Oh, I just can't wait for Q-Ranger stuff. I'm waiting for my next big check to come in, and then it's all getting pre-ordered. <laughs> yeah, oh. uh, when my when my friend told me the other night, she's like, oh yeah, it's already up for pre-order. I was like, well, I gotta get one then. <laughs> yep. cause... Goodbye, money. Oh, you provided the link, Zach. I sure did, because I'm nothing if not an enabler. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, yeah uh, the Constellation Wait. Blaster for 30, the DX Q-Reno for 45, already the first two Gashapon Kutama sets, and the vinyl figures as well. I didn't really get a chance to talk about it, but what I'm thinking is going to happen is yeah. that because there's there's at least 42 of these things, mm-hmm. 
which is a lot. Yeah. The Judenshi we had, I think, 23 all said and done. Yeah. This is almost double that. And Wait, I was talking... Where'd you get that figure? So Crane Joe, who I got the information oh, from, yeah, he's yeah. the Japan blogger. Yeah. At the meeting, apparently, Toei, the highest number that they went was 42. He, wow. I And I, mess- I messaged him in, in Japanese, and I was like, that's expensive. And he said, uh, that's not all, because they kind of sort of hinted that it wasn't just 42. 42 was just the number that they were willing to share right now. Um, oh, dear and there's God. Eight, there's eight, exactly. There's 88 constellations. Oh, Oh, my gosh. And that's not even <laughs> considering the fact that they're probably going to do, like, legendary Qtama oh, and all this other will. BS. Going to be well, broke. Well, the good news is at least there's five Qtama in each set, and they're $25, yeah. so $5 a set. Yeah, it's not bad. $5 a Qtama. The only, terrible. I'm actually going to look. I'm going to look now. It's, I don't know if they have what the information I'm looking for. I just want to know what Qtama comes with each uh, roleplay item. Because mm-hmm. uh, the changer, I'm assuming it's a double of the lion. Mm-hmm. But the Q, the weapon, and the belt buckle... It looks like it should be the wolf and the chameleon, but the color is slightly off, and the like the cancer is a is another red Kutama. Yeah, so it's probably for red. So I'm wondering if the sword and the belt have an attack for blue and attack for green, that kind of thing. Yeah. Oh, well, according to To Collectibles, Kitama Set One has wolf, bull, chameleon, swordfish, and whale, and then Set Two has microscope, Andromeda, Perseus, swordfish, and dog. Right. That's the, oh the the gosh pun sets. That's another thing. I think some of the some of the things have to be released in the non deluxe line, kind of like what Ghost Sager did and what Tokyo did a little bit. Ranger mm-hmm. keys and that kind yeah. of thing too. So like one, I think maybe they're just trying to like get something started the swordfish already has three qtama doubled between the sets which is interesting i mean see i'll I'll do it i'll I'll put the money up i don't like spending all the money on gosh sets (laughs) and getting and getting doubles of everything else just to get the one thing yeah yeah i'm with you on that one and i mean especially if the dx qtama that come with the the mecha work in the morpher then Mm -hmm. why double up so much yeah they do which is theoretically why they're doing the cockpit set because they would rather you use the cockpit set and have the Qtama to use with the Morpher, I believe. Mm-hmm. But the playability is, is crazy, and we haven't really even gotten into it yet. I know. For a first quarter announcement, this was packed with stuff. Crazy. Everything is, apparent from what it said in on the catalog, everything is up for pre-order in Japan on release street date, I guess. I have to, I have to read it. I'm, I'm bad with kanji. Mm-hmm. There was a February 1st on there. That's early for anything to be out because the show doesn't air until the 12th. Mm. So I don't know what the February 1st date is. Um, Unless they do one of those uh, promotional type things where you get a special Q-Tama. Oh, maybe. Yeah, that could be. That could be because, you know, they love doing that. There's probably going to be a Q-Tama at the press event they do. Ugh. That I'm going to end up spending like $50 to get when it's worth like $2. I'm loving everything. These toys just look fun. Yeah. They look really fun. I'm gonna go all in. Ugh. Yep. I'm gonna go all in as much as I can, anyway. I can't get over the bull black. Yeah, I that like that's my main reason. It's like At the very least, I'm going to get the Morpher, and I'm either gonna get the Gashapon, or just end up going and getting the Mecha, because I want to be Honestly, able to... Honestly, get, get the Mecha, because you're probably gonna have an easier time stopping there, if you have to, <laughs> yeah. than going... Gachapon, and then you have to get sets 1 to 50 or whatever they're going to do. Bandai definitely knows what they're doing. Yeah, I do. Oh, yeah. I did some logistics planning once upon a time ago. This is probably back when Gokaichu was coming out. It would be more cost-effective for me to book myself a flight to Japan. Yep. Yep. (laughs) 
go and take the train into Tokyo to find the nearest Toys R Us. Because my mom works for United Airlines. I fly free. I fly free. Scott free. I can fly anywhere in the world I want. Just go. So, like, I'm seriously like, man, I should just go for a weekend next year. Yes. February, March. Just go for the weekend to buy all my... Q-Ranger merchandise and come, back. and come back. Listen, I lived in Japan for a little bit. I wasn't there when Kiryuja was on. Oh I, my god. I bought all the stuff there and I saved so much money even with shipping it back. Yeah. When I left, because I was there for six months teaching, I bought all the stuff. It was all in my one-room apartment in Japan. <laughs> and then when I was getting ready to leave... I would go to the post office each day and they had to think I was like a terrorist or something because like, <laughs> I, I kept coming with these giant boxes of toys and being like, please give this to America. Yeah. <laughs> like, and I mean, like, here's the thing. I could go and check a nearly empty suitcase and just fill it and come home with all the, all the merch I want. Toys R Us Japan is dangerous. Let me tell you. Yeah, I can imagine. Oh. Like. I'm heavily actually debating trying to squeeze a Japan trip in this year because Listen, I would I would go to Japan with a drop of a hat because I have friends there I could stay with people there and yeah. also because toys yeah man I'm like excited about these though they look good and I don't know what the cap is on Rangers this year because the yeah. the, the designs are beautiful but if you look at them they're also pretty formulaic yep and I actually think looking at it now you can kind of tell who's on an extra team and who's on the main team if there are teams because red has no shoulder pads blue has no shoulder pads but orange kind of does and so does gold and so does black so maybe the the shoulder pads represent alien people i don't know but like here's the thing like aside from okay purple i'm trying to think of other colors that are not yet represented i don't know where where do you go purple is the only one i can think of that we still don't have and yeah purple could be the 10th purple as the 10th i think is a pretty good idea i mean they could go for a white but it'd be a little bit disappointing I so, think because it would be too white. I think with the color scheme, maybe. But they could they could switch it up and you could adjust it. Do an inverse of where the black is on the suit. Make that just throw Forze in there. Yeah, <laughs> can, can we just please? He's going to be in the crossover. Of if they, he has to be. He's going to try and make friends with all the Rangers. It's going to be good. We're all excited. The fandom seems overwhelmingly positive about this series and which is nice to see because and i love this fandom but we know how we can be yeah (laughs) yeah we know how we are yeah oh yes oh yes yeah this this was definitely some news that that i needed because lately this fandom is just freaking nuts well we have things (laughs) yeah yeah we have things yeah we're gonna we're gonna we're all we're all gonna probably be at each other's throats come next march so it's it's gonna be fine we'll survive yeah well speaking of next march Uh, We do have some Power Rangers movie news. IGN actually provided the first look of Alpha 5. Alpha 5's got this more modern, organic, weird type of look. It's got some familiar blue and red colors of the original design. Again, Alpha 5 is going to be voiced by Bill Hader. He was one of the vocal consultants for BB-8 on The Force Awakens. So, what do you guys think of the new Alpha 5 design? There's a lot of jokes going around about, you know, how meth is a terrible drug. I have, I have seen. Well, I mean, you can't you can't avoid that and you kind of have to take it with Yeah. Oh, I I yeah. I'm a fan of this movie coming out. Me too. I don't know if it's going to be good. Right. I can't tell you that because we all the stuff that we've seen, we still haven't seen anything. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. They could show all the Zord toys and, and Alpha that they want. I still want to know what the movie's actually about. And we don't know what it's about. We've seen pictures of Vancouver in, in a trailer. <laughs> uh, a really a really good trailer that's really dramatic, and it got a lot of the general audience excited. Yeah. And us excited. I mean, I've probably watched that trailer an unhealthy amount of times. But we need to see more. I think on, mm-hmm. on Alpha, I like that all the designs in this movie look like they're from the same movie. Yes. And that was a point I made on my Twitter I love the production design for this movie. It all looks like the same tech coming from the same place. The Zords, the suits, Alpha 5, it all has the same thematical design work integrated into it that is cohesive, and I really have to applaud the production designers for the look of this movie. It's all suitably alien, which is yes. what this movie has yes. aspired to be since the beginning. This is an right. alien environment that we're dealing with, these alien suits, these alien machines. And so I think that, like you said, uh, Eric, having all these designs be that similar alien theme going on for them is fantastic. You know, when the show came out in 1993 and I was a, a scared little four-year-old, they didn't have a choice but to make the show what it was because you had Super Sentai footage mm-hmm. and then you had a shoestring budget. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So why wouldn't you, as a fan, at least entertain the idea of seeing what Power Rangers can do when it's not held down by all these constraints that it had when it was first made? It could be terrible. I'm not saying that it can't be. It might be really bad, but it also might be amazing. That's my belief. I can't be disappointed about fans' opinions, but... Whenever something like this releases, whenever we get a new image leak, don't go on Facebook if, (laughs) unless you want to read like overly negative and like, oh, this isn't like the original. I don't want it to be like the original. I want it to be freaking mind blowing. I I want it to be different. I want it to be unique. I want it to be a new interpretation. If I wanted the original, I've got my legacy collection sitting right back there. I can go watch it anytime I darn well please. Yeah. I'm looking at the DVD right now i spent a lot of money on them no here's the thing so with this alpha picture in particular it's a perfect example of how the internet is yeah ign released this picture on their snapchat the day after okay stop the whole snapchat thing this is like the second or third time we've gotten a reveal from ign this way is this just me being like well that's the new fangled kids thing we're just we're just old (laughs) is the problem um Uh, yeah but again they released it on snapchat yeah the following day, their media reporters, they're like the nerd group that they have over there, released an, a video about how they're worried about the movie. Right. Because the way that you get traffic these days is by making negative reviews. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's very true. <laughs> and you know, there's no no bad press. Keep talking negative about the movie. The general public is going to come see the movie. Yep. Because yeah. they, they're going to want to see if it's bad or good. I yeah. forget who it was. I think it was like Gawker or one of those other god-awful no, uh, it's, websites. It's, it was io9. It was io9. Yeah. What the hell did they do to Alpha 5? They changed it. It's not the show anymore. <laughs> it's an original movie. Get over it. I'm going to have to pay $20 to see this thing. I would like to not know how that how it ends. Exactly. That's too much to ask. <laughs> I don't I don't want this spoiled for me. I don't yeah. want any big twist revealed. I want to go into this on March 24th with a freaking huge bag of popcorn. Hopefully mm-hmm. a lot of my friends with me and mm-hmm. just watch the hell out of this movie. I'm very excited for it. Alpha 5. It's a quirky little robot alien. Yeah. What the hell do you want? Like th- that's yeah. the most robot alien that you could make Alpha 5. And they there did are, it. 
There are some people that will not be happy unless it's a one-to-one oh, yeah. of Day of the Dumpster. Yeah. And you're not going to get that. I'm sorry. No. That's not how... They, they can't do that. They're not going to make any money. <laughs> I'm glad he still has a saucer-shaped head. Yeah. The design cues are there. And I don't want to make it sound like I'm completely positive about everything because oh, I get no. that a lot on the boards. There's some design choices that I wouldn't have necessarily made if I was making the movie. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I'm not making the movie. I'm not, right. I'm, you know, it's... <laughs> And and I don't like anything either. I think the Mastodon and, and Triceratops having multiple legs is just ridiculous looking. But that's just me. I don't know how this works in the movie. Right, it may with look, the context. We don't know yeah, what the context is. It may look really cool in action in the movie. But my initial reaction, I was like, whoa, that's not a great design choice. I was unhappy with the Triceratops. Well, the Triceratops looks okay, I think. Uh, the legs just weird you out. If you like, keep your <laughs> eye line above that, it looks fine. It actually looks like a pretty close copy of the original Zord. Yeah, and the, the Mastodon. Yeah. The Mastodon, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I get it. But then somebody, I think, posted directions from the T-Rex Zord, which I'm getting tomorrow, that show you like where the extra legs go. And they act as stabilizers for the legs. Mm. So I don't know what the design choice was done, if it was done for the movie or for the toy. We don't actually know what the thing's going to look like in the movie. So I can't make a judgment call right. one way or the other. Yeah. Avoid the internet after these reveals because, <laughs> God. I mean, there's so many, like, this isn't my original. And it's like, okay, it's not supposed to be. It's just like for every hater of this movie, it's like... Uh, let's be real. You're going to pony up the six bucks matinee and still see it in theaters. I bet every one of those people are going to go just to see if it confirms their belief that it's a train wreck or not. Here's here's also the thing. If And I'm, I don't want to call anybody out. No, no. <laughs> the movie, like I said, could be bad, could be good. Right. If you are a fan of Power Rangers and you want there to be more movies, go see the movie. Yeah. Yep. You're going to be okay. The show's going to be there when you get home. <laughs> we talked about this very briefly last year, if you remember, Eric, when we had Steve on. You know, Matt, I'm a big Ghostbusters guy. Um, when the Ghostbusters new movie came out, it was a very similar oh, reaction God. of extreme negativity. Mm-hmm. And it's like, guys, listen, this may not be the movie you had hoped for, but it's still a half-decent Ghostbusters movie. Go see it, yeah. and we'll get more Ghostbusters. And like, nobody listened. <laughs> No, and nobody did. I mean, I saw it twice because... I loved it. I thought it was really good. I thought it was fantastic. Wait, and I haven't seen it yet, but was it considered a flop or, like, just financially? Uh, By the studio, it's considered a flop, yeah. Okay. Like, it it made its money back. I think it even made a little bit of profit, but, yeah, it's considered a flop by the studio. See, that's the thing. Making profit nowadays, you have to make a lot of profit. Your movie has to be globally successful. Oh, you Um, only made $10 million more than your budget? Well, Um, then you're not worth it. I will say the, the strength... The pro that Power Rangers has working for it is that whatever marketing team Lionsgate has on its side, they are doing an amazing job because as much as you see all these negative posts, Power Rangers is being talked about by mainstream websites. Yeah. Well, I will never get over that. The hashtags always trend on Facebook. The Rita takeover the other day was hysterical. Yeah, it was amazing. It was pretty hilarious when she was talking about Rogaine and I'm like, yeah, because of Zordon. It's it's hilarious. And I love that the franchise can poke fun of itself, but some of these like hardcore, there's so many, oh, I only watched the first one. And this doesn't look like I, well, this movie's not for you. It's for a new generation of fans. Mm-hmm. I want Power Rangers to survive another 25 years. Yes, you know? we have a t- we have a TV show that's not going to go away. It's been can't almost canceled like four times, and <laughs> it has hung in there. 
it's safe. It's okay. We have a comic book now that is probably one of the better comics I've ever read. Yes. Power Rangers or not. Uh, God, I love the so comic. why why shouldn't Power Rangers has been here for twenty some odd years? I think it deserves some of the notoriety that other fandoms have. Mm-hmm. We need to diversify, or else it is going to eventually fade away. I'm fine with the movie universe being its own universe. I mean, it's happened before. Hell, if we can get a solid trilogy of movies out of this for the next five years, I'm more than willing to pony up the money. I will support it no matter what, because, I mean, we have a Power Rangers movie on the big screen with a $100 million plus budget. Who would have thought? I may or may not be having an opening night party. (laughs) I think a few of us will be having some opening night things. So, yeah. Yes. (laughs) No, but it's weird having been a Power Ranger fan for such a long time. Yeah. Finally getting to know what it's like to have your story adapted into a big screen feature because it's never happened before. Right. Like, we, we had the original movie. But I feel like the original movie was like Fox just pacifying oh, Saban. For sure. They were yeah. like, okay, yeah, make your make your movie. We'll give you the show budget. Just <laughs> just, just make a movie. Yeah. <laughs> this is our big well, it's not summer, but it's our big blockbuster yeah. spring event. And I'm really excited for it. So yeah, moving on, RangerNation.com also unveiled uh, pictures of the five-inch movie figures, the toy version of Alpha, and the movie FX Red Ranger mask. Personally, I'm going to be sticking with the legacy version of those movie figures. Me too. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And then finally, in regards to the Power Rangers movie, the music is being recorded this past week at Abbey Road Studios. This is via our friend Mir's website of the Power Scoop. Adrian Valera, a live performer and violinist, took to Twitter to announce that the music for the Power Rangers movie will be composed by Brian Tyler. is being recorded right at this moment at the famed Abbey Road Studios. Tyler has composed for films such as Lionsgate, Now You See Me 2, Iron Man 3, Avengers Age of Ultron, and many more. So, I think it's safe to say the music for the movie is going to be pretty sweet. I'm excited. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty awesome. His ending music for Iron Man 3 is one of my favorite things to ever be in a movie. Yeah. I think it's just an amazing track. I like the themes also in Age of Ultron. Very good stuff. And then, our last piece of news, Power Rangers Dino Charge, the complete series of the first half of the season, not Supercharge. <laughs> right. Uh, will be released on DVD February 7th, 2017. This will be available for 1998. So, joke's on you if you bought all the individual volumes. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) February 7th from Lionsgate. Anything else you guys want to talk about before we just briefly go through these dinosaurs? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just really want it to be February so we can get some awesome Q-Ranger action. Christmas is my favorite holiday. I'm ready for it to just be February and March. Yeah. I'm ready to go. Yeah, the beginning quarter of the next year is going to be insanity. Insane. And the amount of movies that are coming out next year makes me very sad because I am going to be very, very poor. <laughs> yeah, uh, but yeah, yeah. Between sure. all the movies and the movie merchandise and uh, Q Ranger, yeah, who knows what other legacy stuff that they're cooking up? Yeah, my wallet's it's going to be a ramen eating year. I think. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much, yep. Well, in February, the 2000 episode edition of the Ranger Keys come out. I mean, I'm already screwed financially that That's- way. That makes me sad. Yeah. Why? Happy and sad. Okay, yeah. <laughs> my, my wallet will be sad, but I'll, I'll yes, be Yes, exactly. So yeah, we're going to briefly review episodes 14 through 16 of Dino Supercharge. 
we're saving the specials for the end of the year, so we'll talk about Halloween later. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we'll talk about Halloween next year. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. No, we'll we'll still get it all in this month. But episode 14 was uh, Silver Secret. It marks the first appearance of Zinnowing and the Silver Energem. They had this really crappy B story about the NZ boys and Shelby trying to audition for them. She meets Rudy or Rudder or whatever, NZ boy. To me, the whole beeline plot, completely worthless. Mm. I want to focus yeah. on Zenowing. I want to focus on the Silver Ranger and all that crap. I mean, that's way more interesting. The Ranger drama is more interesting to me than this lovey-dovey crap. We're reviewing them in succession. I think this is where the gaps in the airing start to hurt the show. Because things like that, things like having little B-plots are fine mm-hmm. when you don't have to wait months and months and months to get through story. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's the thing. Like, I didn't necessarily hate it, but I was kind of wondering when it was going to, like, when was the episode going to start? <laughs> yeah. And this whole little love couple thing that they're trying to, I mean, it's great. Like to have Power Rangers do romance, which, yeah. you know, they're not the best at. It's nice, but it just feels misplaced when we're moving into like this end arc and the action's right. ramping up. And all of a sudden we got to take a backseat to this like romance type stuff. Yeah. I'm not really feeling it. But it was revealed that the Silver Ranger is Xenowing and also Doomwing. They're all combined. There were some epic fights in this episode. I loved that first fight with Doomwing as the Silver Ranger and and all the other Rangers. They used that quarry very effectively. But I'm yeah. getting tired of you have seen that same quarry. We know it by now. It's the Super Mega Force team up. That black yeah. wall with the multi-levels. I'm kind of over it, and they, they used it a lot in these three episodes. That's called Toei likes to patronage certain companies, is what that's called. Yeah. <laughs> that's all it is. Well, I mean, not just Toei, even the New Zealand footage. Yeah. The same, yeah. They're the same quarry, but yeah. Get those tax write-offs. <laughs> yeah. So, Doomwing placed a bug in Tyler's Dinocom, but he wasn't fooled. He instantly put it in an aquarium. I uh, did like that. I liked that, that he was, was smart enough was to cool. instantly yeah. realize, oh, hey, we're that's how they can track us, so let's get rid of it. Yeah, that was great. Quick thinking by Tyler. And then they have this plan to split Doomwing and Zenowing. Then you get more into the NZ boy crap, but Chase helps Tyler addition and, and yeah, yeah. And we get another poop joke because Tyler stepped in dog crap and haha, isn't that funny? It's not. <laughs> there's so Nickelodeon. Much, <laughs> yeah, there's oh, yeah. so much like dog crap and like things and faces this season. I, I'm That's, just kind I think of it's, over it. it is, it's definitely because they can do it now. Yeah. So that they have no reason not to, I guess, from their standpoint. But they should probably hold back on some stuff. They really like, got. They really got. Like, listen, listen. There's there's a time and a place, and if you do it right, it can be funny. Mm-hmm. But if you do it too much, it becomes just unwanted. I think is the issue. Yeah, it became very unwanted in Dino yeah. Supercharged for me very quickly. But they are able to divert Doomwing and call him out to uh, McCadden Forest. I thought the cue cards were a little bit much when they were reading the cue cards. Like, come yeah. on. I mean, you're, you're not five. You can memorize, oh no, we're in McCadden Forest. I hope they don't find us. Come on. But we get a cool fight with the Red Ranger. 
It's pretty sweet. They're able to split Doomwing and, and Xenowing. They use the Dino Charge Ultra Zord as always, but Doomwing is not destroyed. And Lord Arcanon tells Doomwing that the Silver Energem will not bond to him because he's evil. And he says that he was only useful to him when he could morph into the Silver Ranger, and that he's now worthless. Uh, so back at the base, Xenowing tells Keeper and Kendall that Lord Arcanon still has the Dark Energem. Shelby is disappointed that she's not chosen for the NZ boys, but Ruder actually asks her to go with him to a movie, but she refuses and whispers in Tyler's ear that she's already hanging out with the rock star, and they hold hands. So there's your little lovey-dovey moment. Congrats, shippers. Yes. <laughs> Finally, the shippers get it. I think without the B-plot, this episode was... All right. I yeah. mean, the fights were great. I love the whole combo Zenowing, Doomwing thing. I like that part of it, but the kind of romance stuff, the B-plot, that was crap to me. If you do it right, I, I, I like that kind of stuff in a story because it makes the characters a little bit rounder, but right. it felt very shoved in your face in this episode. Like, we have to get this in here now because... We can't get it in at any point. <laughs> exactly. There's no other point in the rest of how the story plays out that they're going to able to get to it. So I get why they had to do it now, but you're right. It just felt really forced and just, well, if we don't do this now, we're never going to do it. Just a quick note. This episode actually shares a title with an episode of Power Rangers in Space called The Silver Secret. Jim uh, likes his callbacks. Uh, yes. Yes, he does. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> For you, the listeners of Ranger Command Power Hour, Gamefly is offering a premium, free, 30-day trial to give you the opportunity to check out their service. To get your free trial today, go to GameflyOffer.com slash RangerCommandPH. Again, that's GameflyOffer.com slash RangerCommandPH for your free... 30-day trial. Moving quickly on to episode 15, Wings of Danger. This features Xenowing's first transformation into the Dino Charge Silver Ranger and the final appearance of Doomwing. The Rangers learn the history of their Energems from their newfound ally. Meanwhile, an epic battle ensues in the forest over the Silver Energem. The Rangers are out training in the woods when they overhear Xenowing is also training, only for him to react coldly when they express admiration for his abilities. Doomwing then arrives to challenge his good half to battle, and the ensuing conflict, Riley is injured while protecting Zenowing. Kieber then arrives and transports them all to safety in his infamous peace out maneuver. <laughs> That's all he has is that peace out maneuver. <laughs> That's all he can do. I'm going to show up and talk shit. Goodbye. <laughs> it's one move, but it's a good move. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The part where Zinnowing is training and he kind of dismisses the Rangers, that felt like a very Decker Ranger, Doggy Kruger type of thing to me when they first found yeah. out that he became a Ranger and they wanted his help. And initially he's like, no, you got to handle it on your own. But it's different because Zinnowing has to learn the value of teamwork since apparently being bonded for so long to Doomwing, he's basically forgotten everything on how to be good, I guess. Yeah. It's a little bit weird, but I love the fight in this with Doomwing versus Zenowing. I love that they, the Rangers started getting their butts kicked. There's a lot of tension in that fight. Moving on, Zenowing is initially harsh in regards to Riley's condition, but Keeper soon determines that Doomwing's influence kept him from experiencing positive emotions while they were joined together. Having been warned by Arcanon that he will be destroyed if he fails to capture Zenowing, Doomwing orders Wrench to recreate several defeated monsters for a massive attack against the Rangers. Meanwhile, Heckle makes a deal with the heartbroken Poissandra, promising to share a secret with her in exchange for her help. Zenowing uses his powers 
to heal Riley before going to confront Doomwing, only to be captured and nearly re-emerged with his evil side by the Dark Energem. However, a recovered Riley arrives and saves him just as the other rangers arrive to help. Arcanon leaves Doomwing to be destroyed, while Singe and Fury search for the misplaced Dark Energem. And after an intense battle, the rangers destroy the revived monsters, and Xenowing is able to reclaim the Silver Energem and destroy Doomwing by morphing which was a great sequence. That was a great fight mixed with the New Zealand and the Sentai footage. I thought they did a really good job with that. Yeah. And then finally back aboard Sludge's ship, Poissandra gives Heckle an explosive that allows him to break out of his cell. But upon seeing Singe returning the Dark Energem to Arcanon, he remembers his true past as an inhabitant of Sentai-6, who attempted to keep the Dark Energem away from Arcanon, only to have Snide created as his evil half in the process. Heckle is then re-imprisoned, soaring revenge on Arcanon while Zinnowing bonds with his fellow rangers. Pretty good episode. I mean, they didn't yeah. leave a lot of room for a B-plot, which was good. I'm not saying that all B-plots are bad. It's just when you're ramping up the story like this, it's best to just focus right yeah. in on what needs to be done. But again, the things that really annoyed me with this episode are the Tyler and Shelby moments. Like, there was this thing, this whole episode, where they were, like, saying the same things at the same time during the training, and it was just so eye-rolling. I think <laughs> the issue with relationships relationships and power rangers are that it is a show for kids yeah so everything everything has to be telegraphed oh yeah that's for the benefit of the kids watching like if, if you just had an actual adult relationship on screen between two of the rangers i don't think a lot of the kids would get that they're in a relationship because they would just be talking to each other like people you know it, it's that is that kind of thing but we've seen it before on power rangers like, we have well i mean they yeah. kim and tommy well they, they telegraph that a little bit too well, when they when they want to yeah, Kim and Tommy, Jen and Wes. Jen and Wes was probably, I think, the most well done. Yeah, I'm not expecting Emmy winning performances here, but yeah. I want more of the Time Force way, but I'm glad they're moving past the Jake and Gia way, which is yeah. dumb. Awkward turtle until the finale. Yeah. Yep. This episode does reveal that all the Dino Charge Zords were created by Zenowing and that he designed them to be awakened whenever an Energem bonds to someone. Why didn't we know this last season? <laughs> yeah. uh, so this, with Zenowing's whole character, I yeah. actually really enjoy him, but a lot of what he's about, I wanted to see earlier. Me because too. there's a yeah. lot about him that is very interesting, and we just, we don't know. And it makes Keeper look dumb. He's like, oh, you're my old trainee. You're my old friend. <laughs> and Why didn't you look for him, Keeper? Yeah. Why haven't you mentioned him before now? There's some things that they, I think they could have planned. Like, why didn't we see Xenowing on Earth with Keeper? Or why didn't he, like, do a Mayday, you know, yeah. Xenowing, I'm going down on Earth. Oh, no. Just something where you're like, well, who's Xenowing? Who's that guy? What's happening? But no, it's just like, Ah, my old friend. And you're like, you've never mentioned him before, ever. <laughs> and if you did, it was off screen. Yes. Yeah, crazy. And then, finally, episode 16, Freaky Fright Day. This features the debut of Silver Ranger's Dino Drive and Dino Super Drive forms, as well as the separation of Heckle and Snide. So, this episode, pretty quickly, an imprisoned Snide convinces Arcanon to use Professor Strickler to switch the bodies of the Rangers, a plan that was tried once before by Poissandra, but not very effectively. Also, at the beginning of this episode, the Rangers are trying to catch 
a graffiti artist, which turns out to look exactly like Ivan, and his name is Zack. Zack is a descendant of Ivan's, his great-great-blah-blah-blah, whatever, grandson, as they say. It's like great-great-blah-blah-blah grandson, (laughs) which I thought was hilarious. Can I say that any time I've watched the show and Ivan is on screen... And maybe it's because he's a fellow New Yorker. I just enjoy what he does. Oh, yeah. By far. He's so funny. He's so funny. By far, Ivan is my favorite character in the show. No doubt. He's pretty cool. Both Ivan and Riley are trying to teach Zach. And it's spelled like like yours, Zach. Yeah. First one in... (laughs) First one in Power Rangers history is spelled like mine. (laughs) So both Ivan and Riley are trying to teach Zach the value of art and culture, but they're approaching it in different ways. And I don't do the whole shipping thing, but if we're going (laughs) with the theory that Riley is uh, gay, he was totally flirting with Zach. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Uh, any, anywho, I, Power Rangers will get there one day. I just don't think we're there yet. <laughs> right. We still can't, we still can't do heterosexual relationships unawkwardly. So I don't, I don't know. <laughs> exactly. Game Face and Nightmare are revived and they team up with Professor Strickler to switch the Rangers bodies around. Tyler switches with Shelby, vice versa. Coda and Chase switch and Riley and Ivan also switch. So there was a lot of funny moments that come of that. And I've never been a really big fan of like body switching episodes. I know why they do them. It's a chance for writers to explore a character experiencing another person's point of view. I think one of the best ones that was done was in Farscape, which is one of my favorite sci-fi shows. But here in Dino Charge, it was done all right. I just don't know why they were wearing each other's clothes. That was odd. (laughs) Yeah. And again, it's like, okay, I know they're they're really playing to their audience of kids, but I really didn't need to see Tyler wearing Shelby's clothes and, you nah. know, super stretched out. <laughs> Maybe things we could have done without. Um, yeah. With the Body Switch episodes, I usually enjoy them in Sentai and Power Rangers because they are a staple of the show. Yeah. But I always feel like they should be... I mean, it's never going to happen because it's not important enough for it to happen. Right. But this is the kind of story that really a, mul- a multi-part episode would be cool about and have you know the rangers not know what they're doing in the first episode because they are not in their own bodies and then by the second episode Mm kind of adapt to it that would be something to see this was also the second body switch episode that we've had that's true i thought it was an okay episode i did like and mainly this is due to the sentai footage but i did like that when they were doing the roll call their real colors of whose mind was in the body was behind (laughs) them that was a very nice touch. I like that they were having problems with each other's weapons just because they weren't used to them. And yeah. I really liked that actually Riley and Ivan did not have a problem because they're both swordsmen. And right. Riley was like, I've always wanted to try this. <laughs> Those little touches are what make these kind of episodes really fun. Yeah. It's just I don't think we ever get enough of that. Yeah. But I did like that there was a continuity reference back to Love at First Fight with Beauty Cruel and Poissandra's plan. So that was nice. This was an okay episode. It wasn't the best to me. And again, like when they were trying to catch the graffiti artist, uh, Zach, in the beginning of the episode, they're all in a crate. Riley's drilling some holes. And then Coda farts and everyone's like, oh, it stinks. Like the potty humor. Yeah, it's just it's, so not wanted it's, anymore. It's the result of Power Rangers being stuck under Disney for so long, 
and then being brought over to Nickelodeon. So what you had, you had Power Rangers not being able to do any sort of real fighting, which ended up giving us RPM, which is kind of awesome. Yeah. But then you sort of go to Nickelodeon where Nickelodeon does not care what their writers, they allow them to put in pretty much anything. I mean, you just have to watch SpongeBob. Uh, <laughs> Mm-hmm. There's a whole whole thing going on in there. So yeah, it's I think it's kind of that. This is the first time that this show has been able to do it. Also, Japan loves that kind of humor. Oh, so I, I know. There's there's plenty of Sentai yeah. uh, shenanigans going it's, on. It's easy to not cut those out. Yeah, is I think what I'm saying. So I think that's that's also part of the problem too. A lot of it is there already and they're just not cutting it out and then they're putting more on top of it yeah and it's the putting more on top of it that i'm like okay enough there was no reason for coda to fart in that crate other than to do another poop joke yep (laughs) yep and and i think that's that's my problem with with dino supercharge as a whole there's just and we saw a little bit of that kind of humor in dino charge the first season but yeah, not nearly not to the amount that we've seen in the second season. It's I, like I, things in people's faces and fart yeah. jokes and <laughs> the I mean I'll give yeah. it to the I'll give this to them. Dino Supercharge actually does feel like a different season than Dino Charge because it is a lot less <laughs> contained. Yeah. Yeah. Like Dino Charge has a set story. Oh yeah. It has an, an A and it goes to a B. I don't feel the same about Supercharge. No. I, I really don't either. And actually this I watched Freaky Fright Day today. Like, that's how behind I am. <laughs> like, I like I caught up with this show today. So, yeah, it is what it is. We're reviewing yeah. them. But, yeah. Matt, I want to thank you so much for thank you guys. coming on to the show because I love talking new Sentai. And, yes. So excited. And having you on here, I mean, you've been around the fandom for many years. And, I mean, if they're deep into the fandom, they should know who you are. Some would say too long. <laughs> Someone say I've been around too long. Um, but no, yeah. Thank you guys. It's been a pleasure. I mean, let's do it again when the next catalogs come out. We can well, talk about how we're going to waste all of our money. Yes. Ho- hopefully sooner than that. But we'll definitely have you on again. But Matt, if people wanted to find you online, where can they find you? Probably the easiest is through my Twitter. It's at the real Matt Hunt because I think I'm somebody. <laughs> Maybe someday you'll have the verified uh, check let's, mark. Let's hope. <laughs> All right, guys. Ranger Nation, let us know what you think. If you have questions, you can email us at rangercommandpowerhour at gmail.com or check us out at rangercommand.com. We're on Twitter at rangercommandph on Facebook and Instagram, Ranger Command Power Hour, all one word. And yeah, just hit us up. Stay tuned for more movie news and all that good stuff at rangercommand.com. And until next time, next week or so, we'll catch you guys later. All right. Bye. Bye. <laughs> You've been listening to the Ranger Command Power Hour, only on the Four-Eyed Radio Network. You can catch a new episode every other Saturday. Find us on the Morphing Grid at www dot rangercommand.com follow us on twitter at rangercommandph and like us on facebook.com slash rangercommandpowerhour this is trucky b47 from the ranger command power hour and you are listening to the four-eyed radio network ranger command is now on patreon become a patron by pledging as much or as little as you like every month, and receive cool perks. By pledging, you are helping us make our show even better. 
Go to patreon.com slash rangercommandph to learn more. Thanks 